Dude, do you think a caterpillar knows it's going to be a butterfly? I don't, I don't know. Like, it's just running around, you know, crawling around its whole life. Do you think it knows it's going to be this beautiful, majestic flying animal after it's this, like, ugly little thing? That would imply consciousness. I mean, maybe. But, like, other animals know. So, like, sea turtles inherently know that they have to, like, dash for the water when they hatch. Like, that's, like, bred into them. It's instinct. Yeah. So is it instinct for the caterpillar to know it's going to be a butterfly when it's building its cocoon? I don't know. Let's get the show started. Okay. Counting down. Yeah. Counting counting down in three, two, one. Thanks for checking out this podcast. These guys talk about whatever they want. Two dynamic guys talking about dynamic things for you, a dynamic audience. This is season two of Last Night's Coffee with Chuck and John. What's up, Night Shifters? This is Chuck. That's John. And we're here. That's right. We are here. Last night's coffee, episode 41. We got two left after this. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We're counting them down. And uh, I am sitting, weather permitting, I am sitting in the spot where the Kevins will go down. Yeah, well, they're for sure going to go down. I just hope we're going to be able to do it right there. I hope the weather does hold out for us. I hope it's nice for us. I've been uh been practicing. Have you? I know I know you found I know you found a stash of Christmas tree cakes. Yeah. I'm thinking all right, so are you thinking about going whole cake like just shoving it in there? Yeah, ma'am. Yeah. W- what about breaking it into thirds? What's the advantage? You think you can swallow a third at a time? Yeah, I think it's easier to chew. Mm. Oh man, I'm not chewing very much. Oh, I don't want you to throw up. It, my game plan is not chewing very much. Do, do we need to have buckets on the porch? It probably wouldn't be a bad idea. <laughs> it probably wouldn't be a bad idea to have buckets, but I'm not planning on puking. Yeah. I spent the uh, spent, spent the weekend, well, I spent Saturday evening with uh, one of the Kevins at the race and studied his habits. Are you, uh, was he aware of how badly he's going to be defeated? I don't think so. Ugh. Kevin, get a clue, my friend. Get a clue. We love he, you. Mean it, but yeah. get a clue. You're going down. I, I think he uh I think he actually thinks he's got a chance at this. But we both what? know he, Yeah, but we both know he don't. Neither one. No, 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 no. Wait. Not only is he not aware of the imminent defeat. Yeah. He thinks he stands a chance. He thinks he stands a chance. Holy smokes. All right. But all, right, all competitors do. Okay, guys. Yeah. Okay, Kevins. Okay, Kevins. All, you keep thinking that, Kevins. You got two the, weeks. That's the key to a great competitor. We only have one more show until it's this big season finale, man. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. Right now, it's cold as I'll get out on the back porch. <laughs> you are not lying, sir. 
It is a chilly day out here. I'm, I was, uh, I've been I've been roughing it this morning, Chucker. I was thinking about uh, sitting in the house and recording it, but then I couldn't smoke a cigar. And then I'm like, I'm okay with that. But then I was like, no, I want a cigar. What kind of cigar you got today? It's uh, I bought a multi-pack. It was like a, they're called Cuban Rounds. Mm-hmm. You know, it gets the job done. Kevin had a real good cigar he brought to the uh, race that I enjoyed. But uh, I can't remember the name of it. I gotcha. Our boy Danny provided me one uh, this morning, but I, I can't remember the name of it. But I also didn't get to enjoy very much of it. It's so hard to remember names of good cigar. It is. It is. When I first started smoking cigars, I would clip the bands in my wallet with the ones I liked. And then oh, I would really? Be, yeah, and then I would go back and would be able to find, find them or whatever. Yeah, it makes it a lot easier if you've got the band. Yeah. That's pretty smart. I never thought about just keeping the bands. But, uh, Man. yeah, we, we had a good time. We went to the race. And uh, who'd you see there? I saw Scott. I saw a lot of people. One of the people I saw was uh, Dirt Track Racing's foremost UFO expert. <laughs> and his name is? Scott Bloomquist. <laughs> yes, sir. I yes, took sir. a selfie with him. He didn't That's know it. That's so though. awesome. Tell me about the selfie. I, I think it just makes it funnier that I took it with him and he don't know it. Yeah, yeah. And I love... Go ahead. Go ahead and tell the guests what you said after the selfie. I I told him, I yelled to him, thank you for telling us about the, uh, to stay away from the cigar-shaped saucers. That's, no, no, not the cigar-shaped UFOs. The saucers are yeah, the that's okay right. ones. The saucers are the okay ones. That's right. Uh, the cigar-shaped, he said, according to him, the cigar-shaped crafts have the mean aliens in it. That's right. We got to stay away from them. We got to stay away from those cigar shaped ones, which is weird that he said that. Do you think he's just saying that because those are the ones that are in the news lately? I don't know. I, I you know, so to put it into context, he was on Dell Jr. The Dell Jr. Download podcast last week, which is a pretty popular podcast. It is a it's probably the number one racing podcast in the world. Sure. I mean, they're over over a million uh an episode you think probably Half a million probably definitely yeah and uh i mean it's even a tv show so he does the podcast and he does a full-length podcast and then they edit it down to like a 30 minute or or an hour tv show for uh nbc oh wow gotcha so yeah no, pretty... nbc aired this they will yeah oh my goodness <laughs> Do you think the UFO part will make the NBC show? Ah, <laughs> think about so. them. Think about the guys in the editing room looking at this. <laughs> I hope so. Oh my gosh! Think about the NBC producers who are the, who have got to put their name behind. Got to sign off on it. Yeah, I you've got to put your name behind this guy. I think they buy it from uh from Dirty Mo Media straight out, so they edit it and everything. And it's like, here's the podcast for this week. Oh, that's hilarious. So, yeah, I mean, it was just funny to hear him talk about it. He He claims that one, he lives on a lake up in Tennessee, uh, Cherokee Lake. And mm-hmm. he claims one hovered above the water to at the lake to pick up 
you know, I guess resupply water on the uh, craft. Really? Yeah. So what if these crafts run on water? Well, that's kind of what I'm wondering. Like hydrogen yeah. is in water, right? Right. Um, and we know that hydrogen fuel cells are a thing. Like we don't, I think we make the mistake of always looking for mirror images of ourselves and things. And like, yes. we really got to think outside the box. I mean, if, if we look at just our technology, our technology is so barbaric to a, if, if there was a alien race that could get here their technology would be so far advanced over ours that it wouldn't even be funny yeah i would think it wouldn't make sense to us right like the way that some of these objects that have been observed act uh i would think it it, it that's be like we can't imagine the way they act that's why it doesn't make any sense to us how it goes from fifty thousand feet above sea level to 50 yeah in less than a second like, we can't explain that because we can't do that. And they're like, well, the human body couldn't do that. Dude, they used to think the human body would explode at 30 miles an hour. Exactly. That That's what I talk about all the time, man. So, um, but yeah, he was there. He didn't have, I didn't get to talk to him. I wanted to, but he was having a bad weekend. Um, <laughs> man the helicopter still trips me out dude uh they had because of all the rain and everything and and Sonoya being a dirt track they had a little helicopter out there hovering right above the track with all that force downward onto the track drying it off yeah that was really impressive when you showed me that clip man i have never heard of anything like that i've never seen anything like that it's such a brilliant idea and an easy concept. <coughs> yeah, um, I thought it was pretty neat myself. Yeah, that's, man, that's thinking outside the box. But, uh, I mean, who would ever thought? Let's take, so they tarped the track, too. So they put a bunch of tarps down. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and to try to keep some of the water off of it. And then they, uh they had the helicopter there and it ended up being pretty muddy. I mean, right. Muddy well, there's by, only so much you can do, right? Yeah. Muddy by like Southeastern dirt track racing standards up out West, man, they'll race that they, they start in some nasty stuff and work mm-hmm. the track in. So, but down here, we're not used to that. Right. And, uh, but yeah, he had a bad weekend. Um, there was a pretty bad accident too. There, there's joking. a pretty bad wreck. Uh, guy, so so one of the things when that track gets muddy, you lose sight of where the wall's at, right? Uh, because it blends in with the track because you get mud on the wall. And uh, dude rode up the wall, barrel rolled twice, destroyed a car. Dang! But he walked away fine. Yeah, he walked away fine. He was a little shaken. He got out of the car a little slow. Yeah. Um, he's probably sore today. Yeah, I'd imagine so. But, but it was a good time. We had a good time. That was uh That's a big deal, man. That was a 50 53,000 to win. 53,000 to win on Friday Saturday night and 20,000 to win. 20 or 22,000 to win on uh Friday night. That's pretty high stakes, man. That's yeah. really high stakes when you think about it. I mean, how much do you think they got in one of those cars? Seventy-five to a hundred thousand. 
Wow. So they could recoup half their funds in a car. Yeah. And then you figure. Or you could lose a car like old buddy did. Then you figure they're haul. Well, that car, he yeah, that's an older car. It was an older chassis. Um, he probably, he don't have that much in it, but, uh, that's still a pretty big loss in that one. But, uh, yeah. And then you figure those haulers that the, uh, the super guys come down in, that was probably 300,000. Yeah. You know, those things cost a lot of money. So, so basically half a million dollars to run, you know, just the equipment. Now, let me ask you this, since we had. Our kind of kind of sort of political show last week is politics and racing similar in that money, like whoever's got the most money wins. Like it seems like whoever's got the most funding behind their campaign always wins the election, right? So is racing kind of the same ways? Like whoever's got the most money is probably going to be on top. Well, there's an old saying: "Speed costs money." How fast do you want to go? Ah, gotcha. Gotcha. So money helps. Money, money is the key to it all. You know, that's then you could take the Top Gun Maverick approach. <laughs> and you could say it's all about the pilot. It's all no, I mean you gotta have a good driver. Yeah. But yeah. you know, you take a a mediocre driver with a lot of money, he can do as good as a great driver with little money. Right. Right. So, with that little bit of transition, how did our how did our election fare in uh, in Georgia last week, Chucker? Well, I've got Politico pulled up. Great, that'll do. Um, and uh, Governor Kemp won, of course. A little uh, bit a uh, little bit of a landslide. Is Stacy even conceded this time? Yeah, she even conceded, which was kind of shocking. I heard a few of her. Uh, you know, supporters didn't necessarily want to concede, but well, she, you know, she was running as the incumbent, uh, and uh, in her <laughs> eyes, <laughs> that's hilarious. <laughs> that's good. I never thought of it that way. They really did. They probably thought that though, huh? Yeah, I mean, well, you remember how she was, and I always found it interesting. You know, she she never conceded. And uh, during during the pandemic, uh, she actually communicated with Kemp a lot on some of the stuff that he had to say, or or yeah. was like she was like we we you know we talked to Stacey Abrams, blah 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 blah. I'm like why why even act like she's even there? If, if, yeah, she. What kind of political office has she held before? I don't know if she's ever held anything. I think she's just been a community organizer mm. to use the term of some other <laughs> some uh, some other political figures that were launch padded out of this world yeah. and into the spotlight. Yeah. So yeah. Um, so All right. right now, so Governor Kemp won. He he is he was reelected. Uh in other in uh, the other race, the Senate race, Warnock versus Walker, um, Uga woke up and did not see his shadow. So we mm. have four more weeks of uh, political campaign. Gotcha. Unfortunately, how many uh, how many text messages have you got? Um, I've gotten several. I finally said stop because they kept sending them. I, I there's not many people with my last name, 
in in this area and uh they kept sending them thinking i was my mom oh good you know <laughs> that's hilarious it said uh it said carol check out this video i'm like <laughs> hey carol i was like dang it i i, I sent him back one i said dang it herschel i ain't carol <laughs> finally you quit getting them huh yeah Oh my gosh, that's hilarious. I know I'm getting worn out, man. I am so tired of it. I am so worn out. I don't have a lick of energy left for that. No, it's um it seems like we live in a total political cycle now. Yes. Yes, and that's uh, uh again, it just seems like whoever's able to raise the most campaign funds seems to to take the cake, you know? And and I don't and again, we the two party system. I'm tired of voting for the lesser of two evils. Like there's so many issues with the political system today. So, golly, and now we got to listen to four more weeks of it. Yep. Ugh. At its at its worst too. At, campaigning at its worst too, because you'll see these ads come up, and there's nothing promoting either one of the candidates. It's all just a bash. Yeah. So here's what's going to happen: the GOP leads the House. And okay. the Democrats have the Senate. Okay. And if you remember how a bill works, it goes to the House and it goes to, you know, the House introduces it and they vote on it and then it goes to the Senate. Right. So basically for the next two years, nothing is going to get done. Right. Which ain't necessarily a bad thing. Uh, yeah. I, I mean. If look, you're a fan of smaller government. Yeah. And sometimes you don't always know what the right thing to do is but you know what the wrong thing to do is. So like, let's just not do the wrong thing for a little bit. And sometimes that involves just not making any, any decisions like chilling out, you know, sometimes that involves regrouping. I don't know. I'm yeah. fine. I, I, hey, if that's, if that's what, if that's what happens, I'm cool with it, dude. I, I tell you what, I'm still going to put my boots on one shoe at a one, one foot at a time. You know what I'm saying? Yep. And you know what come out at the end of the week last week? What's that? A ruling, it was uh, ruled in a federal court that the Biden administration did not have the authority to um, relieve the student debt like they did. Interesting. So, yeah, what's what's the deal with all that? Because I heard they put the $10,000 on hold or something like that. Like nobody was able to get their $10,000 Yeah, anymore. well, basically what they did was they come out and they said it. And then it went to court, but what it did was it bought enough votes and then it's for the younger people to say, well, let's go vote for them. Oh, and, um, and then, you know, now they're not going to get it and it don't matter because it's kind of like a bait and switch at a car dealership. Mm. Similar to the marijuana thing with the, uh, you know, the, uh, asking the attorney general uh, attorney general to reclassify marijuana and yeah and, and to set free all the all the federal prisoners that were in jail for marijuana and all that and it turns out there's zero i guess yeah which but, is insane <laughs> like he makes this big announcement and and he's not letting anybody out yeah. what in the world what are we what are we doing what are it, we even talking about it's like you know how and i'm gonna call him out you know how landmark dodge um, they'll advertise this 
truck for an awesome deal and then you get there in the truck well we can't find that truck it's not on a lot but we'll yeah, yeah 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 it's yeah. the exact same thing yeah 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 no money down for anybody <laughs> this fifteen thousand dollar truck brand yeah. new oh we only had one of those on the lot and it was gone yeah yeah yeah, yeah. man it, the car market is out of this world what's going on dude I don't know, man. You go to buy a car now, it's like more than a house used to be. Yeah. Yeah. We're not we're not doing anything like that. We are not buying any cars. Used cars are through the roof. New cars are through the roof. It's unbelievable, man. Is it is it because of uh sourcing issues? Like are well, we really having really having that many problems sourcing parts and stuff? I think it's that. And then the used car market, you know, we're not just competing with each other, it's international. Yeah, a lot sure. of cars get bought up in the United States and shipped out. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I, I know that was I know there was a there was some people making a lot of money sending uh, Toyota trucks to like Africa and all kinds of stuff. Like you put them on a container ship and you can triple your money. Yep. There was a guy that sued somebody because his lawn care truck got shipped overseas and they didn't take the lettering off of it and there's pictures of it with afghan fighters in the back of it oh my gosh no way i would be so pissed yep. i would be so pissed that just goes to show exactly why our employer has uh has us do what they do yeah uh, when they're ready to get rid of a truck you know yeah well there's also some walls involved with that that you're supposed to do that before you let the truck go so uh. exactly exactly yeah, that's what I'm saying. And I, I think there's a re that goes to show why they have those those yeah. practices in place, you know? Yeah. It absolutely goes to show why they have those practices in place. Man, but uh talking about bad publicity, dude. We had some bad publicity at a uh air show not that long ago. Not at not at not locally, but the air not, show had some bad publicity. Not locally, but over the weekend in Dallas there was a B seventeen doing a flyover and another like small fighter of the same era clipped its tail. Yeah, and, man. Uh, terrible collision. They all crashed. Yeah. I mean, everybody perished. I don't, how many people perished in the accident? Do you know? Uh, they can, they can confirm six fatalities. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. That's awful. It was a, it was a really bad wreck. I mean, direct hit. Yeah. Yeah, direct that... hit. There was no way either plane was going to survive. I think I looked it up. I think it was a P sixty three, which doesn't mean much to me because I just don't know much about the yeah, uh, era. P sixty three King Cobra is what it's called, and I'm not real familiar with that one. Yeah, me either. Me either. But um, it was a tiny plane compared to the B seventeen. And what's crazy is there's just not that many flying B seventeens left. Man, we got to take care of those things. Yeah, there there was eight. Now there's that are airworthy. Now there's only seven that are airworthy. Yeah, of, uh, forty-four that's known to exist. So there's forty-four planes left. Yeah, but seven are flying. Yeah, and when they say they they say that, I mean they could be in storage. It could be just a known good fuselage. Um, yeah, and we don't necessarily uh get rid of planes right like the united states military would prefer for them to be out in that graveyard in, in arizona or whatever right um well uh, most of the time yeah 
Now, the, the B-17s after the war, most of them got scrapped. Oh, was there built, a lot left? There was several thousand left. They built 12,000. Wow. So they didn't need that many after the war. Man, think of the sheer numbers of, I mean, 12,000. Where are you going to put 12,000 bombers, dude? Right. That is so many big aircraft. And this one, it actually never saw war. It never saw action in World War II because oh, it was the one that, so, that got the, the one that crashed. Yeah, it was built so late. Wow. Wow. And compare that, the 12,000, and, and compare that to how many B2s did we say got built? 21. Um, 21 total. <clears throat> 21 total B2 stealth bombers. Now, granted, it's a totally different warfare back then. Yeah, like, it was. Uh, that was kind of like that, you know, overpower with sheer numbers. The stealth bombers drop and go. And, and leave them wondering what happened. Yeah, and if you think about it, there's way more dogfights. Like those were, like there was there was a lot of battles in the sky back then, man. Yeah, have you ever seen the movie Memphis Bell? Uh, I have not. I'm not familiar with it. It's a pretty good movie featuring a B-17. Really? Yeah. Is the uh, is the B-17? That's the one that dropped the um, uh, bombs, right? No. No, now the the guy that, that dropped the bomb was a B seventeen pilot at the beginning of the war, mm-hmm. but uh, I believe he was in a B twenty nine. Oh, what he um, did it because it had to be a little smaller, right? No, it was bigger. It was bigger. Yeah, but they didn't they take off from a carrier? Am I correct? No, no, they couldn't take off from a carrier with that. They had to carry extra fuel. There's a a good movie on that too. They carried a whole bunch of extra fuel and one bomb. Oh man. I, I forgot. Where did they take off from? Probably somewhere like the Marshall islands or something like that. Interesting. For some reason I, I was thinking they took off off a carrier you know, and like they had to. Um, yeah, it was a, I'm looking it up now. It, so it was the Noya gay, uh, B-29 Super Fortress bomber named uh, Paul Tibbetts was flying it. And that's the same name that he had on his uh, B-17 that he flew in the European theater that my uncle actually was the belly gunner on. No way. Yeah. So your uncle has a connection in a way with this guy. Yeah. There's also... And Does it say the, where they took off from while you're there on that article? Um, let's see here. I'm really interested on where they took off from. Where did they take off from? Man, we have not gotten to many of the show notes, Shucker. I know. We're just kind of. <laughs> I guess that's what you do, around. man. I guess that's what you do. When you're as good as us, you, you just you just yeah. wing it sometimes. Right. Oh, let's see. attacks. So they had one city that was their primary target. Um, and that was not where they, because of clouds, they wasn't able to take, to go all the way there. That's why they ended up bombing Hiroshima. Right. Right. I remember that part. Um, and Hiroshima was first and Nagasaki was second. Yeah. 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 
and they didn't even know what they were hauling. No. Yeah. They didn't tell them? Yeah. No, they just knew. They said they pretty much told them. They said, drop it, put on the sunglasses, and bug out as fast as you can. And it took off from Guam. Oh, my gosh. How crazy is that, dude? And if you remember in the movie Jaws, when they're sitting around telling stories in the boat, the captain uh, was on the Indianapolis, and they had just delivered the bomb, and then they got hit by a Japanese torpedo, and nobody really knew where the Indianapolis was at because it was on a secret mission of delivering the bomb. So it took them a while to get them out of the water. Oh my gosh. So that actually happened? Yeah. Holy yeah. smokes. Dude, that, that makes me so scared. What else are we doing to our troops that they don't know what they're doing? You know what I'm saying? I mean, the best part of the job. Is it? I think so. Is it? Not knowing what you're doing? Like, not, not knowing what the payload is that you're dropping? Is that part of the job? Ooh. I, mean, I don't know. I guess we'd have to ask a soldier. I mean, yeah, if, follow following orders is one thing, yeah. If you had told this pilot that he was fixing to drop the world's deadliest bomb at the time and kill all these people instantly, I mean, yeah. that might have been tougher than a swallow. Precisely by point. So. Precisely by point, Chuck. Uh, um, what if, what if, uh, God forbid, what if Sleepy Joe woke up having a night terror <laughs> and uh, decided to, you know, no, d- decided to remember the codes and put out an order like that? Don't you think, like, we would want some of our troops to know what they were doing. I mean, I think there's enough people between him and that actually happened yeah, for, to I prevent so. it. But uh, <laughs> I I mean, so. at the point of the guy on the ground or the sky, you know, it's just drop this here and get out. Yeah. Do we still have operating missile silos like we used to? I can either confirm or deny whether or not we have missile silos interesting i don't i don't want to know yeah i don't keep up with that stuff you know what we do kind of keep up with though is uga football let's try to get back on track yeah (laughs) how about our dogs man they came out with another win they're headed to the sec championship yes sir uh how'd you feel about their performance on saturday well going into half i was kind of watching a little bit of the game on and off on my tablet because we were at the racetrack and uh, I did not like the score going into the half. Yeah, I was a little let down by the defense. And I don't know what Kirby told them boys. <laughs> but evidently, it was pretty rough. <laughs> he fed them some Wheaties is what he did. Because uh, some verbal Wheaties. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Hey, it, man, he's, he's – uh, I think he's in the running for coach of the year this year, don't you? He should be. He should be. There ain't many uh, no-loss teams left. No. No, uh, I think we're going to get it. 
I think this. I think they're going to go back to back. Could you imagine that? That'll silence all the haters. Oh, it'll be another incredible. forty years before y'all get another. You know, no, we're going to go back to back. Yeah, that 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 would um put me over the top. Can you imagine? I wonder if that would uh really up like the following of UGA even more. Do you think they'd get even more people supporting them? I think it might end up going the way of uh. Um, tennis, uh, not Tennessee, Alabama, where oh, there's they, like a new powerhouse in town, huh? Yeah, and people will just hate them because oh no, you think it'll sway the other way, yeah, so and have, only like the true fans will be left, huh? Yeah, oh, yeah, man. let me uh, let me tell you about this now because you got me looking, you got me thinking about it. Okay. When you asked about missile silos, did you know there's actually missile silos in Georgia? Uh, no. Nuclear missile silos? Um, probably at the time they were. They're no longer operational. Wow. But, uh, no. Any idea where they were? Um, one in Byron. One in Jeffersonville. One in Amiria. Georgia and one is Sylvester. Oh my gosh. There was four missile silos. Yeah. That's insane. I wonder if they were like, uh, you know, defense missiles or. Yeah. They were coastal defense missiles. Um, they had, uh, elevators and all that stuff in them. Wow. Wow. And I wonder how the government gets that property, huh? Well, the one in Byron was probably on Robbins Air Force Base. Oh, probably. Probably. I wonder if they, uh, yeah, I wonder if they, uh, like, strategically placed them, too. Man, that's a lot. That's a lot going on. I had no idea. But, of course, we didn't know about the freaking Dawson Forest having a nuclear air base under there, either. Yeah. Well, you know the, uh, so, you know, when you're going to Cordill, yeah. You go past that big missile on the side of the road? Yes, the standing the one that stands straight up. Yeah, that was a Titan 1 missile. What? That was a Titan 1 missile that w- could haul a nuclear pay- payload. No. Yeah. Like that's the actual shell body everything yeah. of one. Yeah. Wow. That's insane. Was there booster, like, was there legit engines on that thing at one point? At one point. Holy smokes, man. Holy smokes. And to think we used to produce those things to not be reused. Why did it take someone like Elon to think of reusing the rocket? Well, that's, that one, that, that's, that's for, yeah. I mean, I mean, yeah, I know, I know that's like for delivering payloads, right? Like, I get it. Like, that's got to make a direct hit. But like, um, to think we put all that engineering and stuff and like, and now we would have something way smaller than that drop it and continue and come back home. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like how far technology has come. Uh, Looking at that makes me think of how archaic we were back, you know, just 40, 50 years ago. Let me read you the description of this. This is on RoadsideAmerica.com. Okay. They call this the Confederate nuclear missile. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, sounds about right. (laughs) So it's just off 75. You know, we've all seen it if we've gone south. 
it's a retired uh, nuclear missile that stood outside of Cordell since 1969. Oh my gosh, it's been retired since 1969. Okay, it's 98 feet tall, and it was originally dismantled in California, shipped to Warner Robins Air Force Base, and then trucked down to Cordell. Why? The Rotary Club wanted it. (laughs) Yes. Dude, that pole, man. You know that's some Freemasonry stuff right there, dude. There's a there's that's that Freemason stuff, man. (laughs) There's a a hand lettered sign at the base of I gotta stop at it and look at it next time I go down here. Uh, (laughs) A hand lettered sign at the missile base relates to history and proclaims that. This is the site of Confederate Air Force Pad Number One. (laughs) (laughs) That's so good, man. I can't. I can't. Oh man, I love learning that. That's amazing. That's amazing. Oh, oh, the Redneck Missile Silo, the Redneck Launch Pad. Yeah. Oh man! And you know there's some rednecks down there. It's like, man, we can get that thing back going. You know there are, dude. You know there's probably some guy who is like, I could totally ride on that. You know, you know Ralph's <laughs> cousin Jimmy was a nuclear physicist. <laughs> you talking about Jimmy Carter? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Billy Bob, you know he got a lot of money from selling that beer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh man, could you imagine that thing soaring over White Plains, Georgia? <laughs> Billy Bob Carter written on the side of it. Billy Bob beer on the side of it. Paint it like a Billy's beer can. Can't you buy that still? I don't know, but I've seen some of it. I'm pretty sure you can purchase it still if you go to White Plains. Oh, okay. I have to go now. See, there's another road trip. Yeah, man. You need to go out to White Plains. But yeah, it's one of them old gray hair boys. But uh, uh, it's not White Plain. White Plains is a different part of Georgia. It's Plains, Georgia. Oh, it's just Plains, Georgia. I'm yeah. sorry. Dang, yeah, man. if you tell people to go to White Plains, Georgia, they're gonna go over by Lake o- uh, Lake uh, Oconee. Oh, don't let me get it wrong. Now, yeah. thanks for correcting me, Tucker. That, that's about 120 miles out of the way. <laughs> Yahoo! Yeah, I would have been sending people in the wrong direction. We got to get you a map. I've been to Plains, Georgia before, though. Have you? Did you see, yeah. see the president? No, I didn't get to see the president. Um, we got a little tour. It was a field trip during school, you know. You we know, got a little tour of some things, and we got to know about, about the Billy Beer. They're going to bury him down there. In Plains, Georgia? Yeah. Oh, we've talked about this before. And there's like they already have the procession kind of set up and everything ready to go. Yeah. As sad as in as sad as that is. I mean, the guy's 90, right? Yeah, I mean, it could be any minute. Isn't he 90 years old? At he's this in point? his 90s. Man, we gotta get back. He, he's probably got well, you know, he's got gray hair. He's got gray hair. So you know who else has gray hair? Me. Yep. That's what made the show notes. Chucker got his first gray hair in his well, beard. In my beard. I've had a few gray hairs in my head, but right. I got one in my beard. You know, I, I, I'm kind of shocked, man. I'm kind of shocked it took you this long to get one in your beard. Well, I mean, you know, I don't stress out much. I don't guess. <laughs> Have you ever colored your hair? No, but I'm thinking about it. Really? 
getting me some just for men for my beard. <clears throat> Are you really already? Yeah. One gray hair and you're already considering the just for men. Yep. Man, don't jump ship so quick, man. You might enjoy it a little bit. Sit, sit back, relax. Um, maybe it'll bring some wisdom to you. Maybe it'll make you think a little bit. Maybe Mary Beth said, no, I'll just leave it. But I was like, no, I can't have a gray hair in my beard. I now, had she's to. a barber. Does she like, does she do that to guys? What? Put, no, she don't not, dye no beards over no, there. That's not in her wheelhouse. <laughs> I wonder if dudes would be too embarrassed to, t- to say that they dye their beards. <laughs> I need some, I need some dye in my beard. Would you be embarrassed to go somewhere and ask for that? Um, probably. Well, you just said it on a podcast. It's going to go out to the whole wide world. This podcast ain't real. <laughs> it's not real. It doesn't feel real when you're talking to a screen, does it? It don't. It you know it's when uh, we've talked about it before. But we forget half the stuff we talk about on the podcast. Yeah, all the time. But All we're the not the it only. It doesn't feel real, man. We're not the only ones. <laughs> no. Um. I was listening to uh, a Drinking Bros podcast last night, mm-hmm. and it was their seventh seventh year anniversary. Of oh wow! Podcast, which blows my mind because I've been listening to them since early, early on. So I'm like, man, I've been listening to them that long. Uh, but. Uh, he was JT on there was telling, telling Ross some stuff. And he's like, I've never heard this. I'm like, we've all heard this. <laughs> we all know these stories that he's oh telling you gosh. right now. We have all heard this. And he's like, no, I've, I've never heard any of this before. <laughs> That's hilarious, man. But those guys go hard when they're doing podcasts. Yeah. Those they guys drink, go really hard. They're partying. They drink a little bit more in a coffee. They drink a lot more than a coffee, and they smoke a lot more than a cigarette or a cigar or anything like that. Yeah, that's for yeah. sure. The, there was, I mean, one of those guys was talking about smoking DMT, like yeah. while they're doing podcasts. While they're doing don't the podcast. Look, I didn't got on this daggum Roadside America website, oh, and I geez. see this thing on the it's like little trips in Georgia that you might like. Yeah, and there's a t- an. Atomic Mouse of Georgia. A what? An Atomic Mouse of Georgia. So I'm going to click on this. Okay. And see what this description is. Is an 11 foot tall mouse and radiant cheese wedge where were on the roof of a pest control in Memphis in 1978 until it was moved to Georgia in 19... I mean, in 2013. Wait, is it a statue? Yes. How tall is it? Uh, 11 foot tall. (laughs) An 11 foot tall rat? Yeah, 11 foot tall rat. (laughs) And a wedge of cheese. And a wedge of cheese. It is also... Is he holding the wedge of cheese? Yes, he's eating the wedge of cheese. Oh, yeah, dude. (laughs) Golly, I love Georgia. Dude, you could make a whole trip down I-75 just looking at the stupid stuff. This is amazing. When are we going to do this? We keep talking about a road trip podcast. I think it's it's overdue, Chucker. I think it is. Uh, There's a lunchbox museum in Columbus. 
Oh, dude. <laughs> what? <laughs> what kind of lunchboxes would you find there? Do you think it would just be like famous from TV lunchboxes? What kind of lunchboxes do you think you'd find there? Man? It better be all the lunchboxes. All the lunchboxes ever? If you're going to have a museum about it. They got a salt and pepper shaker museum in Gatlinburg. Have you been there? Yeah. Man, you can't hide money. It took about an hour to walk through. Wow, there's that many salt and pepper shakers. They, got, they even got some radioactive ones. Get out of here. Yeah, so the glass contains a trace amount of uranium, and they glow in the dark. Get out of here. Yeah, it was a whole fad in the 50s, you know, and 40s before we realized um, uranium was probably <laughs> a cancer causing agent. Dude, that's hilarious. You're serious? I'm dead serious, man. How many radioactive salt and pepper shakers were sold? Who knows? They had a they probably had 20 in there. I'm Googling. I'm Googling right now. It's Google worthy. In Woodstock, Georgia, there's a statue of Bob the Town Turkey. We're clicking on that. Okay, Bob the Town Turkey, man. It's a life-size sculpture, so I guess that means it's not very big, Of made out of exhaust pipes and other donated metal junk. Bob, who liked to hang out in town, was killed by a hit-and-run driver in January of 2012. Okay, so he would... Say that again? <laughs> I'm sorry. Repeat that? I need you to repeat that. That's insane. (laughs) Say that again. A life-size sculpture was made of exhaust pipes and other donated metal junk. Bob, who liked to hang out in town, was killed by a hit-and-run driver in January of 2012. (laughs) I got a cuss for the first time. That son of a bitch. Who killed Bob? <laughs> that son of a bitch killed Bob. <laughs> Dude, a hit and run killed Bob, and they built a sculpture after him in, with exhaust pipes. <laughs> Would you? <laughs> I'm looking at it now. It's exhaust pipes. Can you send me a picture, please? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Please screenshot it and send me a picture. That's amazing. I've got to see Bob. How big is the sculpture? Life-size? Life-size turkey. Wow. Wow. How big was Bob, huh? He was a, looked like a healthy turkey. <laughs> the town turkey. I didn't even know there was such a thing ever. Yeah. They have town turkeys. Wow. Wow. Thank you, Georgia. Like- Oh, that's pretty impressive, man. Yeah. I could just That's a pretty my... impressive sculpture. Yeah. Yeah, old Bob was a evidently a very popular turkey. He meant a lot to that town. Yeah. He meant a lot to that town. And um you know what means a lot to me though, Chucker, is John Wick. John Wick. There is a fourth <laughs> the the trailer for the fourth John Wick movie has been released. Yeah, I love John Wick. He's one of my favorites, man. And uh, I could watch those movies over and over and over again. 
I really enjoy them. I enjoy all kinds of movies like that. If it's senseless, brutal violence, I enjoy it. Why is that? Yeah. Is it is it is it is it kind of like that Roman Colosseum like weirdness coming back out in people? Um, I guess so. We just like have that thirst for blood, kind of. Yeah, I think we do. Do you Man, enjoy violent movies? I do. I do. Well, some some violent movies I do. Not I, all. Violent I don't movies. like scary violent movies. No, 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 no. I don't enjoy. Uh, um, I don't enjoy like uh, horror movies. I used to laugh at dad for not liking horror movies. And he's like, I work at night. And now I'm yeah. like, I understand. <laughs> Man, how much is your phone going to go off over there, dude? Um, I don't I'm straight know. up calling you out. I, you know, my wife. <laughs> Mary Beth, let us do a podcast. Yeah, Come let's on do now. Podcast. We're wrapping it up. He's, so, I'm hoping you've got a meme for me this week. Um, yeah, maybe. Um after all this turkey talk. <laughs> you got any memes? It'd be a whole lot cooler if you did. It's the meme of the week. Maybe the meme should just be this. It's not really a meme at all. Billy Beer, Bob. Bob the the town turkey man we've had a great show the unknown selfie <laughs> yes dude scott <laughs> mr bloomquist look will the his, real mr bloomquist please stand up look at the size of that joker's head it is a big head do you think they did a little in- experimentation on him i don't know i mean if you go back and look at all the, what if he's like that's the control control room and he is alien Ooh, what okay that makes perfect sense because i started thinking that all aliens are just demons and like so like we're just dealing with like a spiritual element and that's kind of what we see like manifestation manifest manifested in like physical form when we see ufos what about that what do you think uh, about that, that I've, I've thought that before too now he and did so like uh, and, and demons possess people, right? Exorcisms happen, dude. That's yeah. a weird thing. That's one reason why I don't watch horror movies. Yeah. To tie this and, all up. <laughs> and old Blinkwist did talk a little bit about some spiritual stuff while he was on that podcast too. Really? Yeah, it was pretty I can't quote it word for word, but Well, yeah, we only want to quote the uh fun alien stuff. That's awesome. It was pretty interesting. That's awesome. To get his point I'm of so view glad you got a selfie with him and then you got to holler at him, heckle him a little bit. That's awesome. Yeah. And you can see there in the selfie that he's signing an autograph for a fan. Yeah. That's yeah. not intimidated by his enormous head. I, you know, people that's got a head that's bigger than my head kind of freak out. <laughs> but you know what, Chucker? You look kind of happy in that selfie, dude. Uh, it was uh, liquid induced. <laughs> you don't say. It's all good, man. It's all good. Hey, great show, man. Thank you for yep. a great podcast. Episode 41 in the books, guys. We've got whoo, one more episode until this big season finale. Look forward to it. Yep. Kevin's going. Kevin and Kevin. Both of them. Both of them. We should bring in some tombstones. <laughs> Watch out now. Watch out. I'll make them I'll make them dig their own grave. What are we gonna dude. make? What, what are we gonna make Ooh. Kevin drink since he don't drink coffee? 
Uh, no, that's part of the fun of this, man. He's going to have to drink the coffee. Oh, he's going to have to drink the coffee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's part of the fun of it. I can't wait to to just bring that up on him. Okay. No, uh, I probably hear this. Nice glass of chocolate milk all again. You did? Yes. Hot cocoa or chocolate milk? Chocolate milk. There's something about like you get out a nice glass and you make you a nice cold glass <laughs> chocolate milk. <laughs> I couldn't tell you the last glass of chocolate milk I had. I don't even know where the chocolate came from. Nobody knows. We have chocolate syrup in our fridge. And I was, nobody I was knows. about to ask, was it the dry mix or the syrup? It was the syrup. Nobody knows who bought it. You don't know where it came from or nothing? No. I don't Ooh. remember buying it. You guys ever make hot fudge sundaes over there? Um, No. You should. No, we should. Yeah, we should. But uh, we're not. Should. It's about as much of a national treasure uh, as Mike Rowe. Yeah. Yeah, we, we should make. Hey, when you cook bacon. Yes. Like, say, you know how many pieces of bacon you need to cook for the family to eat. Yep. Do you always cook you a bonus piece? Uh, I always, yeah, I always make you, more bacon. For you got to sure. have that bonus piece so you can eat it and make sure you know, bacon's right. That's one thing you overestimate on is bacon. Yeah. Because you're going to overestimate, you overestimate on the bacon. Yeah, not the eggs. Not you the eggs. Be not precise the eggs. The eggs. And then, you know, the biscuits, they are what they are. Yeah. You know, or, or whatever you're making. You know, I always like to make biscuits or pancakes or cinnamon rolls or something. I make that a lot for the kids. Yeah, you... I, you know what I don't make a lot of anymore is waffles. Really? That's messy. It's messy, and I just made plenty of waffles, man. You know what? I don't like monkey bread. What? I don't like monkey bread. Chuck, you're one of the pickiest big people but, I've ever met in my life. Look, you know that? I take offense to that. But look. Dude, you're um, a picky eater, man. I know I'm a picky eater, but I was watching a cooking show yesterday. You love to eat, but you're so picky. I told Mary Beth, I said, if I knew that's how monkey bread was made, I would, because all it is is sugar and like cream cheese icing. Yeah. And she made these like little yeast rolls to put in it oh okay and i'm like okay i could get down with that she's like yeah. most people just put canned biscuits in it yeah and i'm like oh that's why i don't like it that's i mean i like a difference. canned biscuit but them things she was making look good dang so i might have to experiment with that yeah man that sounds delicious so anyway. i'm starving though that's our show people Thank you, guys. Thanks for listening. We'll see you. See you, everybody.